Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. My name is Nigel Jason Hammer right over there with a special guest on the DriveBugler.com hotline. He is an investigative journalist for the Daily Signal, longtime educator, STEM educator here in Indy. Tony Kennett joins us. Tonus, we got a lot of stuff to get to here. I know education's kind of your wheelhouse and all the things that go along with that, but the biggest story in the world right now, I think it's twofold, the indictment and arraignment of Donald Trump and Joe Biden, a little pay for play, some bribery stuff going on. Just curious as to your thoughts. I mean, it's it's the greatest spectacle in modern politics. It's incredible. Uh, I, I'm personally of the camp that two things can be true here. Uh, number one, going after Trump for this is just a big political, nonsensical, hypocritical show, especially given that Hillary Clinton has admitted to doing pretty much everything that Donald Trump did. Uh, and then some, of course, Biden and Pence are also guilty of a lot of the things that Trump is being indicted for and not just kind of guilty. You know, not just like sort of possibly could be guilty in some ways. They are just as guilty as Trump is. I think the only difference here is that perhaps Trump uh, would not be um, as innocent in the obstruction charge as, as perhaps Pence and Biden might be. But then again, we don't know yet. Those indictments haven't been started yet, and they certainly should be, especially if the current front runner of the opposition party is being indicted. So it's definitely a two things are true thing. Trump definitely did some goofing. Right. However, now, Tony, let me jump Trump in here real quick. No let way. me cut you off real quick, Tony, because I can already hear people tweeting at us saying it doesn't make Donald Trump any less guilty because Hillary or the Bidens haven't been charged. That's very true. And I never said that it, it made him more or less guilty. I've read the indictment cover to cover. Uh, I have uh, looked at the photos. I've seen all different kinds of things regarding this. I think that Trump goofed and he goofed big. Uh, he screwed over his lawyers. Uh, he definitely tried to hide some stuff. I mean, telling your in telling your intern, your aide, whatever, uh, that, you know, it's a crime and that, you know, you could have declassified it, but you didn't uh, sharing uh, very, very classified uh, battle plans and maps of foreign countries like Iran uh, to other officials that are not in any way, shape or form uh, able to have access to that. That's bad. However, that does not change the fact that if we're going to start indicting the upper echelon class uh, for crimes like these, then let's go ahead and get everyone. I disagree with the indictment because everyone does it, but that doesn't change the fact that it doesn't look good for Trump. Yeah, the whataboutism is not going to work in a court of law when it comes no. to the uh, the trial of Donald Trump. I, I just think foreign countries are looking at us right. How do you how, how do you think a foreign country is looking at us right now? I think they're looking at us as a banana republic, as as as, as a third world. Uh, you know this this kind of thing that happens in Venezuela, where the sitting president is actually telling the DOJ to take out his political opponent, who was previously a president, by the way. So I've heard that, you know, the, the idea that other countries are looking at us and saying, oh, look, it's a banana republic. I think that it's more likely that they're seeing the United States as a blister that's getting ready to pop. Uh, I do not believe that this will stand. Uh, I, I think that we might be seeing the beginning of the end 
of the the current structure of the FBI, the CIA, and the NSA. I do genuinely believe that eventually there will be a president that comes along and uh, under his executive authority ends up disbanding most of these organizations because the way that the FBI has acted, and that's really where the focus should be here, the way the FBI has acted in the last several years is unconscionable to this republic. And in the eyes of the world, I think they're looking at these alphabet agencies that we gave all the power to, and and they're laughing because we're not a country that's ruled by a Congress. Congress. We're a country that's ruled by an unelected bureaucracy. And that's the sad, unfortunate truth. Tony, whoever the Republican nominee is, whether it's Donald Trump, whether it's DeSantis or Tim Scott, Nikki Haley, whoever it is, whoever comes out of the convention and is the nominee, should they pledge immediately to just disband all of these organizations? So one of them has. DeSantis has basically pledged to fire like 90% of all three of those organizations on day one. Uh, So that's a promise. Nikki Haley would never in her dreams do that, uh, mainly because her donors haven't told her that she's allowed to talk about that yet. Um, (laughs) and, And she's floundering anyway. It's embarrassing. I mean, it's funny, but it's also very sad. Uh, and, and as far as whatever Mike Pence is going to do, uh, I, I'm still embarrassed that he's in the race at all. Uh, I don't necessarily think that he has the cojones to actually address the problem in our institutions. So while I think they should pledge it, um, I really only see one candidate actually doing so. I don't consider Vivek Ramaswamy a serious candidate at this point at all. Talk more about the alphabet agencies, like the FBI, and do you, is there any faith at all, whatsoever, that this this whistleblower, this executive uh, from the Burisma, and the the document that implicates Joe Biden in a bribery scheme, and you know this executive anonymous executive that has the the recorded audio tapes with Hunter Biden with Joe Biden, do you have any faith that the FBI is is following up on this, is investigating it to its fullest? No, I don't believe so at all, because the FBI has actually done something that it has yet to do, at least in American history, since it was founded in the the 20th century. And that is look at Congress in an oversight committee hearing and say, you don't get to ask me questions. We're taking care of it internally. FBI is supposed to answer to the United States Congress and the president of the United States. And in this case, the FBI is admitting to the public, we're, we're basically choosing things as we will in regards to which person we're going to investigate or indict or what we're going to consider serious or not. And then if you ask us about very open mistakes that we've made, we're going to give you the finger and tell you we're handling it. And so there are, there should not be any American out there that has any shred of faith. And by the way, all of the establishment Republicans out there, and I do mean those in Indiana who I've talked to, many county GOP heads who still thinking, oh, the FBI still has a lot of really great people in it. At this point, if you're in the FBI and you're sitting idly by while this stuff is going on, you're an accessory. You're an accessory to the beatdown of American First and Second Amendment rights. Tony Kennett joining us. He's an investigative reporter with The Daily Signal. Uh, Let's turn it to your wheelhouse, which is education and all things affecting education. You have something up on your Twitter that's fascinating to me. There's a state senator in California. It's a guy by the name of Scott Wilk. And he basically is telling parents in California, if you love your children, you need to get the hell out of California. Jeez. I've, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen a state legislator look at his constituents and say, get out of Dodge, get out now, because the laws that they are passing in California, these bills that are on the table would classify any parent, any parent at all. Also, uh, uh, the way the California family code will read 
any church, any school, any hospital, any organization, period, that does not affirm the gender transition of a child will be liable for child abuse charges, according to the way the penal code has always interacted with the family code. And I've heard uh, the senator and the representative who wrote the bill trying to backpedal. This is the state of California right now. And no, California, I disagree with Wilk just a little bit. He says, flee California. He's moving to America. It was a powerful statement. But what happens in California from the progressives, that's what the rest of the progressives in the country think they can get away with. And so the things that you see in California will be in Indiana a year from now with J.D. Ford ranting about them on the Senate floor. That is exactly how it will go down. Tony, one of the things we talked about this past week and even a little bit earlier today, it seems like this country is getting to a point to where They've had enough of being told you have to celebrate pride, you have to celebrate transgenderism, or you're a horrible person. We had a story from Massachusetts earlier where some middle school kids said enough is enough, and the parents are backing them up. You're even seeing it in sports a little bit, where some of the athletes are saying, listen, I have nothing against the transgender community or the gay community. I just don't want to wear a rainbow uniform, and I don't want to have these parades shoved in my face. Do you think this country is at that point where they've said, hey, you guys do you, but enough is enough? You know, I hope so, but I'll be honest, I've been burned before. Uh, I've seen Republicans, conservatives, independents act kind of like the cool, fun parents who as soon as the the person that they're they're reprimanding starts to get that pouty lip, everything just goes back to normal. Remember, this isn't the first time that corporations like Target have done really screwy garbage. Back in 2013, 2014, they did that whole let any gender change in any bathroom, you know, any changing room that they want. And conservatives were mad for about, you know, 10 to 15 minutes. And then it all just kind of went away and they ignored it. And I really hope that this time people finally start taking these things seriously, that we run some of these groups out of business for treating their uh, their customer base like this. Uh, I would love to see that. I just don't know if that'll happen. I, I think Americans should wake up, but we're a nation of comfort. We're a nation of complacency. And that just governs way too much of how we act. Did you see the you know, White House had the, the pride thing on the front lawn uh, there over the weekend on Saturday where the pride flag was prominently displayed, overshadowing the American flag, which is breaking protocol, of course. And then there's that pervert that took his top off that has prosthetic breasts, uh, prosthetic breasts. And this was during family day. Like there were families right. and kids there. And this guy decides to take off his shirt and, and show his fake boobs to everybody. And that's the kinds of things. Uh, now, you know, granted, the White House has kicked him off, said we don't condone that kind of behavior. He's never invited back. But Wink, wink. Yeah, but, but, but whatever. There was kids there, dude. Oh, see, that's the funny part here is it's like, you know, oh, we're going to have all of this pride here and and everything's going to be wonderful. And then, you know, pride events act exactly like pride events do. Every single pride event ever ends up getting sexual because that's what the pride event. That's what pride month is about. That's what every pride parade is about. There's always some weird dude out there walking around in tight leather. There's always someone taking their top or their bottoms off and throwing it around in front of everybody. And it was really funny to watch the White House suddenly backpedal and say, oh, no, that's. Uh, it's not appropriate. We don't condone that behavior. Uh, that kind of stuff is better left inside children's library books. That, that's where that yeah. stuff belongs, not in front of the president's face. So we were just talking about some of the crazy things happening at the White House and 
how pride events sometimes get sexualized with a lot of children around. Paul Ryan, this guy was a major player at one point, had a large voice with a lot of followers. He's decided that he doesn't want to get involved in the culture war. Your thoughts? He said it's too polarizing. I don't want to get involved in that. It's too polarizing. You don't want to get involved in the culture war. Well, someone who actually worked a little bit with uh, Paul Ryan back when I worked in Governor Walker's office, I can say this very firmly. If you're some kind of a politician who gets in the game and uh, you have these ideas that you don't want to do anything too polarizing, you're not there for your constituents. You're there because you want the position, you want the power, you want the money. And now you have Paul Ryan, you know, sitting on the board of Fox News and this kind of a thing. He thinks the culture war is not for him. I I would ask him, what part of the culture war do you not want to discuss? Give me specifics. Is it the the sexualization of kids that you don't want to talk about that? You don't want to discuss that maybe porn shouldn't be in school libraries? Is it the racially segregationist practices happening in high schools and universities? Is it uh, the people burning down buildings in Midwestern cities? Is that too much for you to talk about (laughs) Uh, in your own native uh, areas around like Kenosha? Uh, You don't want to you don't want to talk about, you know, don't want to talk about the culture war. Uh, Politics stems from culture. Where culture goes, politics follows. And if Paul Ryan had an ounce of courage and a couple of cojones to his name, he would take a moment and consider that the people that he used to represent cared far more about the cultural issues they face every day than a 5% tax break for whatever corporation is feeding him money. What are you working on at the Daily Signal, my friend? It just broke a, uh, a large story, Pearson, the huge, massive behemoth of education. They received tons of federal and state money. Uh, they have been caught hiding a bunch of really racist, garbage, uh, woke nonsense that they're feeding everywhere. And by the way, this is the company that sells more textbooks and curriculum and charter schools, by the way, to your kids than anyone else. Wow. So you can check that out over at DailySignal.com. Tony Kennett, Daily Signal, as always, we appreciate it. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.